is huge. I mean, it's like a man. It, it's big. Kane, son. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study. Not to bring back. But to wipe them out. That's the plan. You have my word on it. All right, I'm in. Let's rock! Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I am your host, Jamie Prater, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. Patrick Green. And Christian Motzka. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. Uh, my hair is uh, doing something crazy today. <laughs> it is. Know, but it, uh, it's fabulous, Christian. Oh, Christian. Patrick, it's fabulous. I'll, I'll oh, take, my hair is always fabulous. Patrick's hair, or Christian's hair is fabulous, too. <laughs> uh, no, it, there's been a lot of news lately to digest, and, and we wanted to touch base because uh, fandom is abuzz with some Holly updates. And I'm abuzz with some Holly updates as well as Christian is because we're both watching different seasons of Fargo right now. And I have to say, season five, we have one episode left, which I think comes out the day that we're recording this tonight. And uh, that has been a great season. So I'm really excited about it. I love Juno Temple. So I think I might have to watch season five. She's I can't, amazing. What this. I've seen of Fargo is good. It's so dark. And like these characters, I'm like, stop. Um, I season, can't, season one is a pretty much. brutal season. It's I skipped pretty, to yeah. the next one. Or wait, I skipped to the one with Kirsten Dunst and her husband. Yeah, oh, season that's season two. two. That's really oh, good. It is good, but it's yeah. too much for me. Wow. In comparison, right. season one is just continues to kick you in the gut. Yeah. Uh, and everyone says skip season three. So that's what I did. And so I'm in season four, which is set in the 1950s. Mm. Miller's Crossing is by far my favorite um, Coen Brothers film. And that's the feel of this one. And mm. I, I would highly recommend it. Uh, even though, I mean, Chris Rock is, is one of the main characters and that's a really interesting choice. And I think he does a pretty good job with it, but the overall, um, the stakes, the, no, it's not that the stakes aren't high, but because of the, the, the time period, there's a, a slight stylization to everything mm. that contains the violence a little bit better. I don't know. Yeah. Jack, what did you, did you try season four? This, that's the one that I haven't seen yet, actually, because season wow. three pissed me off so much that <laughs> I, I, I had some time away. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, take your word for it and give it another shot. So well, let's but, talk about the Holly news for the alien series. Cause that's what people are here to listen to. And I got to say, it's quite a lot. We've learned in the last just three or four days. Mm. Yeah. It's because he's on this tour for season five of Fargo, you know, uh, talking about it, pumping it up, things like that. And so of course, reporters are asking questions. They want to, they want to know what's going to happen with the alien show. And the big first takeaway is, and I think it was questions that we all had because this is a show that takes place on earth. 70 years from our current future, which pushes it closer to Prometheus. So the question is, will some of the lore in Prometheus in terms of the black goo, all of those interesting things found in Prometheus, will that be present to some degree in Holly's series? And Holly said, no, um, to quote him, he didn't find anything useful in the prequels, which I think was a very bold statement for him to make, knowing that Ridley Scott is an obligatory executive producer of the show. More than that though, he specifically says Ridley and I have had conversations about this. Mm, so mm. this isn't this isn't catching Ridley Scott by surprise at all. Mm -hmm. 
and I wonder at a certain point if business is business and even Ridley Scott can see if this person wants to go and tell their story and there's money to be made, that's fine. So the, the real question is, is this going to be negating those films or skirting those films? I guess the elephant in the room is Alien, the original Alien film. You know, we had the big chap and it wasn't born from goo. It wasn't born from any of those things that were presented in Prometheus or Alien Covenant. And we had, you know, we had established lore. So I think whatever this Alien series is going to be titled can do the same thing, can encounter the same thing however they encounter it, and we can just accept it for what it is, as opposed to, because I think the lore is interesting in Prometheus, but it's also, it's, it's baggage at the same time. And I think it's baggage that Holly wisely should stay away from. It's also lore that is unique to Ridley Scott's vision for the franchise. And I think that that makes it a little bit, um, it's kind of weighed down by that, you know, and, and it kind of makes it harder for new voices to bring their own things to the, to the lore, to the canon. And I like how Holly puts it as, you know, the, the Prometheus lore is not as useful to me as a storyteller. I think that's probably a really valid point. He also makes a point of saying something that we've all said, and I know Christian especially has said many times, which is that it's a lot more interesting if the alien predates the events of, you know, Covenant mm. and is a much more ancient and unknowable thing. Uh, of course, the way things are structured now, we don't have like the definitive David created the alien thing because we didn't really see if that actually happened or not in the first film. So like we're left in this beautiful gap right now where it's still very much within, you know, the narrative continuity to say that David did not, that David was just copying things and trying his own thing out and that there is something more ancient and elemental there. Like it still works altogether if that's the direction that he goes in. So um, I think that's really great. And I think it also speaks uh, highly of Ridley who it's very easy to, you know, crap on because he says so many infuriating things, but um, you know, he still very much holds this close to his heart and he never got to finish his, you know, septet or whatever of, uh, you know, <laughs> prequel films and he's clearly kind of let go of that now and, and is realizing you know hey i'm 170 years old i you know need to move on to other <laughs> things go ahead and go for it and uh and again i think what's interesting about holly as a case study is he does such an interesting job of taking sacred cows and playing with them in some really wild ways one of them being you know the marvel universe where where he gave us the most out of left field adaptation probably of anything and taking a, a character who's already kind of prone to that and giving us a wildly different vision and again with fargo which is just considered one of the great films of the you know late 20th century doing some really wildly irreverent and interesting things with it so again we're seeing him apply that same thinking to alien like what are the storytelling things in this established ip that i want to play around with what are some things that i want to deviate from and i'm really grateful that it seems like 20th century and ridley are giving him not like he needs permission to do that but giving him support in doing that in the last 12 years we've seen some very talented people take what jamie referred to as baggage and make something really interesting out of it uh, the alex white novels the alien role-playing game uh, Fireteam Elite, all of these properties took that new lore and explored it and figured out ways to recombine it with the existing lore. And I'm actually super excited now to see someone set that aside because as someone who's not a huge fan of the, pre the prequels, we've seen this so many times where let's take something that everyone loves and something that everyone is, is maybe okay with or ambivalent about and put them together and make a better story. And that's good. And it has certainly helped me to better appreciate the prequels, but 
you're so right, Jamie. It's it's weighing these stories down to always have to bring in the black goo, to always have to bring in the engineers to separate from that and tell us something new. And I feel like that's what Dark Descent did. I feel like there has been the beginning of this. So I'm very curious now with Romulus coming out, are, will Romulus give us the last big reference to the prequels or is that separate as well? We're really entering a, a new world or a new time frame for alien storytelling where maybe 12 years is enough. Maybe we've told enough Black Goose stories and we can move back to uh, a wider range of, of options. Agreed. And uh, I really feel like this is the reset the IP needs. We need someone who goes back to the basics, who fundamentally understands what makes these stories so powerful, what made those first three films so engrossing. Yeah, just what they what they became and how they, they live in the zeitgeist and they will probably forever. And there will always be people We'll always be referencing those those films, and we reference those films more than we reference the prequels or anything else. And uh, I really feel like Holly understands that, which brings us to the next point. I have thought that the series was going to be a limited series. It was going to be a ten part limited series, one and done. That's it. Holly has come in to say that's not quite the case. And one thing that he said that amongst many, again, I really trust him so far. He said that the studio trusts him to tell the story. And if it needs more than one season, he'll do more than one season. We're living in this age where Netflix, all these other these streamers, these studios will drop a season. And then if they don't get enough viewers, that's it. They'll pull it. Whereas Disney seems like, no, we're going to give you as much as you need to tell the story. And that is so important. But the worst thing is, is I know, uh, Patrick, you're a fan of the OA, and that was an amazing series. And we had two seasons and left it on a cliffhanger and Netflix was like, nope, sorry, we're done. We're on to something else. And it's, it's disloyal to its fan base. And to hear Holly say, Disney is trusting me and they're giving me the resources that I need, the funds that I need to tell the story that needs telling. This is what the alien series needs. The IP needs. And I, I, I made a comment on this earlier, uh, I think on the post in either building better worlds, which is our Facebook group or on our page, not really comprehending that we're going to get 10 hours of an alien series. So the idea that we could get 20 or more, I mean, first of all, it's going to fuel our content for the year, for years to come. Number, you know, number two, but I, I can't even imagine sitting through 10 hours of a, of an alien show, which we're about to do in probably a year or so, but then another season, like this is going to be fucking heaven. I mean, maybe the world will be exploding, but we'll have alien content. In that same article, though, he also specifically talked about knowing the ending or knowing thematically where you're headed, which say what you will about Prometheus, but one of the worst aspects of it is who they hired to write it because he's not known for closing. He, he opens up all these doors and just and then walked away from the project. So having the idea that, that there's someone in charge who has a vision that has a conclusion and that we're actually going to head toward that conclusion. That's very satisfying and also very reassuring for me. Agreed. Yeah. I, th I think that's, I think that's all we really need to say about it. But I, I think as Jamie mentioned, uh, you know, like keep up with our social media on this. We're going to be continuing to post news. Make sure you participate in building better worlds as more of this stuff comes out. We're still all anxiously awaiting any news about Romulus, which is um, at this point, you know, not that far away yet. I know there's a lot of speculation about the Super Bowl and about trailers that will be coming out. People are saying Deadpool will have a trailer aired during the Super Bowl, and I'm sure other films will as well. Maybe we'll get something from Romulus then. It seems like maybe not because it might be a more limited audience, but who knows? When's um, the Super Bowl? 
it's in a few weeks. It's coming mm-hmm. up. So I, I think you know it, we we could be uh, we could be in for some footage pretty soon. But if if nothing else, that seems to be like in great shape. The Holly series is clearly in great shape because there's so much momentum around it right now. So we really are, as Christian said, heading into a new era for the IP in many different aspects. And as Jamie mentioned, we are about to have you know like borderline exponentially more content to talk about because even if the reach of this of this Holly series. <clears throat> isn't as extensive as as the reach of the films in terms of popular culture and in terms of viewership, the legacy of it will be enormous because it will become the dominant amount of screen time that this franchise has ever had. Like this will, you know, far outweigh how much, you know, actual minutes go into the films. So we're entering truly a new era. And and I got to say, as somebody who's on the edge of my seat, watching, ready for the final episode of season five of Fargo, I feel more than ever like we're in great hands. So really cool stuff thanks for listening everyone and uh we'll be back as the news comes out which will be more steady as the months path so i don't think that this is going to be like cutting the prequels out i think he's he has enough grace to sidestep them i don't know it's it's not gonna be a retcon that was that was alien theory's concern was that this was going to retcon the prequels out just as the prequels retconned avp out of what had been continuity um but Oh, well, I don't think I think we talked about that to some degree, too, which is that it, it you know, it allows Ridley's vision to kind of live in its own little bucket, but it gives us a, so. a new way forward that, you know, but like I was saying, it kind of lives in concert with it because, again, Ridley's vision is unfinished, so we don't have answers yet for things. Yeah. So now, I mean, ideally, this now becomes another way of keeping that door open so that we just don't have that closure. And it really can be its own little fantasy stream of like what could have happened. But, you know, here's what, you know, yeah, I think it's good. I definitely think, um, and I'll add this little last bit to the, our our speculative talk. Um, I definitely think that Romulus is going to close some doors on the prequels. They're going to, I definitely believe it. I just think that Ridley is far more involved in that. And I think that there's been, you know, uh, Fede Alvarez pitched his original story to Ridley Scott. And I think I just, I believe in my bones that Romulus is going to nicely end the prequels. And we're going to hear some, Mm. probably just some bits here and there. That's my belief. Who knows? Wow. For more on Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please visit perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is available for listen or download through Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you'd like to support the show, please visit perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.